tú me pones un, un éxito. Si, si tú no quieres hablar conmigo, dímelo para yo no llamarte ni molestarte, porque nada más quedaba tú. Real talk. Real people. Real stories. The He's Just Podcast. Yeah! Welcome, everyone, to another He's Just Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the He's Just a Social Worker Movement, Jules Duget. We have another exciting show for you today. But before we get started, I want to remind everyone that this platform was built because too often we were overlooked. We were put in boxes, but no longer. This plight and this fight is for anyone and everyone who feels a need to be understood. We are strong as individuals, but unstoppable when we unite. Today's guest, let's welcome Mr. Jerry Stevens. He's a dedicated man to public service, education, and family. Jerry recently announced his candidacy for Moreau's CT's first selectman. A lifelong resident, Jerry has a strong connection with his family roots, with the town of Monroe, and is seeking to pour in his passion to improve the livestock of his town and his constituents. He bleeds Monroe, he grew up there, he went to school, and married his high school sweetheart, who is also a Monroe resident. They have two beautiful children. Mr. Stevens earned a degree in industrial arts education from Central CT State University. He returned to his community as a teacher and was recognized as CT's Technology Education Program of the Year. He also received the honor of Teacher of the Year in 2006. This followed with Technology Teacher of the Year in 2007. He's also down-to-earth soccer coach, Little League ASO commissioner, and sports coach at various schools and levels. Small business owner, seven years and counting at the Board of Education. He's more than just in a master's in school counseling, just to name a few. Jerry, welcome to the show. Jules, I am honored. I am so proud. This is such an incredible format for me. And as a matter of fact, Jules, it's my first podcast. Amazing. Well, tell us a little bit about you, Jerry, before we get started. Well, you know, Jules, to, to kind of add on what, what you said, I am a Monroe boy. I've lived here my whole life. My family has a very strong connection and a lot of community service. So I just got to regress a little bit, if you don't mind. Mm. My grandmother, Grace Stevens, uh, in a one-room schoolhouse in, Mon in Monroe. My grandfather, Lloyd, was a charter member of the Monroe Firehouse. He was one of the first owner-operators of a school bus in Monroe. And Lloyd was also the first second selectman elected in the town of Monroe. To me, living here my whole life, there are just so many roots and ties to the community. As you know, and you've already mentioned my family life and my educational life. I just want to add one more thing, Jules. I do have a sixth year in educational leadership. So when you look at this, this role, you know, you look at the undergrad in industrial arts and you look at the master's in counseling and you look at the sixth year in education, excuse me, educational leadership. I feel that what I've always offered to Monroe is what Monroe's given me. Mm. Out the town, I don't know if I would have ever gotten to where I am right now. So kind of in a nutshell, that's Jerry Seeds. Tell us how important are the community residents of Monroe to you? Oh my gosh, Jules, you know, they are my family. They are my friends. They are my neighbors. You know, let's rewind a minute, Jules. You know, 34 years of a tech ed teacher. I've taught over 20 
thousand Monroe students. Mm. When you look at that and you look at the impact that they've had on, on me, I am a lifelong learner. And when I look at what that's given me, what's, what that's allowed me to do, the residents of this town, and I, I know this sounds corny, have really made me who I am by hiring me fresh out of college. My gosh, Jules, I was 20. Mm. You know, they hired me in June. I turned 21 in August. I was just a young kid. And to just grow a program the way Monroe allowed me to grow, it showed me how strong the community is and how much emphasis they put on our students. That's something to be proud of, Jerry, because honestly, a town who you have poured everything to, they poured back for you. And now this is just giving back to them. So tell us a little bit about the preparation for a selectman, you know, travel interviews, like yeah. what's your day like? This, this has been really incredible. You know, first of all, and I, I, I know some people out there are going to roll their eyes, but, and I'll, man, I, I really don't want to say this. When you look at education, no matter how you like to admit it or not, you're involved in politics. And I don't mean that the wrong way. Even if you're not political, if you're a teacher, a social worker, a school administrator, you're involved in politics of your town or your city, like it or not. So how has it prepared me to run for this office? Well, there, there are many, many ways. You know, first of all, when, when I look what happened when I retired, Jules. When I retired, I was elected to Monroe's EDC. That's the Economic Development Committee for the town, bringing in the growth of the town. As I'm sitting at EDC, they're like, Jerry, run for the Monroe Board of Ed. I'm like, wow, a retired teacher sitting on the Board of Ed. Now, Jules, you got to understand the controversy there a little bit. People were saying, we don't want a retired teacher on the Board of Ed. And others were saying, yes, we do. We want to know what's happening in the classroom that's not running up to the Board of Ed. That's not getting to that level. So yeah, you know, I do my hat in the ring. It is the first time, and don't quote me, I thought I was told eight years that a Democrat and a Republican went head to head. I won the election by 69 votes against a former student of mine. Mm. And I'm not gonna say who, cause you two probably know. But that to me just propelled me further. So, you know, you're sitting on the Monroe Board of Ed. Your emphasis, the students, the staff, the parents, the community, safety, right? Your emphasis is offering the award-winning education. You know, Jules, I, I don't want to talk forever, but this is important. You have Blue Ribbon Schools, schools of distinction, that, that people have worked very hard to get us at this point. I've been told that residents move here for many reasons. The major reason is education. So how's it prepared me? It's just to open my eyes outside of my classroom to how important Monroe is, its residents, and its mission. I, I hope that answers. I know I ramble. <laughs> you know, for those of us who have not visited the town of Monroe, quiet, lovely, not dim place, because as you can hear, the schools are rich and robust and the people are lively. I, I, I'm just thinking about your town now. What do you think are some of the challenges that they're currently facing. And with you at the helm, what do you think you can change or add to just benefit them? You know, here I am, right, sitting in a house in Monroe, recording a podcast. So let's look at this. 
Social media changes exponentially. Jules, you and I blink, and there's more technology out there. So when I look at all, all of this, and I think of the challenges for Monroe, I came out with four priorities. Four points that I know are important to the residents of Monroe. And the first one, to me, is a real important one. And that is responsive local government, which includes transparent communication. This to me is, so how do we communicate with our residents? There's no longer a local paper. There's the Connecticut Post, which I subscribe to, but I don't know if a lot do. There's all kinds of social media out there and websites out there, but we have to do more. So honestly, an open door. I mean, in education, that's what you have. Open door. I need people to come and talk to me about the issues, the concerns, the wants, the needs. How do I do that? Coffee with the selectmen. Okay, that's funny. No, it's not. Go online. I'm going to have, hopefully, and not hopefully, when I get elected, I'm going to have online a calendar where you can sign up. Hey, Jerry, I work all day. Okay, then sign up for a meeting at 7 at night. I'll open up town hall or I'll meet you at the Starbucks or I'll meet you at a coffee shop and we'll talk. It's important that I have an avenue. Also, regular communication. So, Jules, here, here's one for you. We have a local town. It's our neighbor. And the selectman there, what he uses is what's called reverse 911. So when we had COVID, our selectman would call and say, hey, guys, there's free vaccine clinics here. Hey, guys, there's free ways to get masks. What I want to do is what Oxford does. What Oxford does is that selectman in Oxford will call you up and say, hey, there's a football game this Friday. Hey, don't forget there's graduation. Try to keep away from the high school unless you're involved. I want residents to sign up for a text message if they choose. If you don't want it, that's fine. Or put down your home phone. And I'm going to try to find the resources to call you once a week. Here, here's one for you, Jules. Here's what I would have loved to have done. I would have loved to have called you over the winter months and said, hey, Monroe. Mastic High School just won its first state hockey championship ever. And then a month or two later, call you up and say, hey, Monroe, Mastic Volleyball just won a state championship. And then my, my one at the end, hey, Monroe, Mastic Softball just won their state championship. To me, Jules, we have to be creative. And as educators, and I know once again, okay, he's referring to his educational background. Yes, that's what I fall back on. We communicate. We find ways to inform. A rich society is a society that knows what's happening. I'm not talking rich money. I'm talking rich information. It's a society that knows what's happening. And I know I ramble, Jules. No, this is your show, and we're honored to have you here, Jerry. You know, the one thing that I took back from your answer was that when people seek you, they will find you. And those of you that have had the pleasure of meeting Jerry Stevens, you will know that he is true to his word. He will meet you. He will take his time, be the first one there, be the last to leave. And that's why the people of Monroe will rally behind you. You know, as we were thinking about this, the Democratic Party, they have rallied behind you. How important is that to you? Wow, Jules, what a great slate. You know, we've encompassed all of Monroe. I, what has energized me, you know, I kind of thought about this in January, where a Monroe resident said, Jerry, it's time for you to run. And Chrissy, thank you for that. So it was put in my head, I thought about it. And you know, I said, oh, maybe, maybe it is. <clears throat> then I had heard that the current selectman isn't running. 
And at that point, I knew I had to jump up and run. So when I formed the exploratory committee and when we started looking for office, this town just seemed to rally around me. When you look at who is on my committee, Jerry Stevens from Jules, I'm going to do a plug a few times here. I hope you don't get mad at me. Mm -hmm. So if you go to www.jerrystevens.com for Monroe, you will see everything from my platform, my volunteer list. If you want to give money to the campaign, everything is on. And by the way, that website is homegrown. Every single thing, the the moms that have come on to the committee, the dads that have come on to the 30-somethings and 40-somethings that have joined me in this cause. But I think what really helped a lot, Jules, was the platform again. So, you know, I talked about a responsive government. The three other things that are important, Jules, the next one is the taxes. So, Jerry, you know, come on, guys, I know this. You know, I'll, I'll share this. Kathy and I are now home alone. We're, you know, empty nesters. We pay $11,000 on taxes, and we never gripe. It's the town we choose to be in, and it's the price you pay to be in that town. But let's look at taxes. You have to be fiscally responsible to everyone. The first-time home, home buyers, middle-aged homeowners, the seniors. But as you're fiscally responsible, you have to give the residents what they need. Roads, infrastructure. So how do you keep the taxes low? You do it through many ways. The grand list, increase the grand list. That's so cool. I applaud that. My issue with it is if you're going to increase the grand list, which I want to and will, then you need to look at every aspect of increasing it. What's it going to do to our town services, our fire department, our police, our EMS, our senior center, our town park? If you look at every aspect and you look at it open and honestly, then when you increase the grand list, you'll know what to expect. I also want to go after grants. You know, Jules, as educators, I, I mean, as, as a tech ed teacher, I probably received over 150000 in grants throughout the years. Might not seem like a lot, but it helped tremendously. And then when you look at local business, we need to celebrate. We need to give them the tool. They work hard. They open their shops at 9, 10 in the morning and close 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 at night. We need to give them the support they need. What do they need to continue with this? So when you look at all this, and Jules, I, I, I'm going to laugh as I say this. Everybody looked at me and said, so Jerry, why is education your fourth priority? You're an award-winning retired teacher. The reason why it's last, I don't think was intentional. Mm. I think the reason why it's last is it meant so much to me. Our educational system is incredible. I need to go to the Board of Ed meetings when they do the budget workshops. I don't see our selectmen there. And the selectmen should be there to understand what they're putting into the budget. I need to meet with the superintendent regularly. Mm -hmm. It's important to open up that communication. So, Jules, what grabbed in the slate was the vision for the town. Mm. It is a vision that encompasses everyone. I don't think it's one-sided or slighted. I think it's open and honest. The Republicans have held this seat for selectmen for quite some time in your town of Monroe. What would it mean for that narrative to change? What do you think you need from your townspeople to kind of help you I mean, Jules, run the title now. Point. 14 years, Jules. 14 years the Republicans have held the seat. So what would it take 
to win that seat, first of all, and I don't want to incite anyone. I am Jerry Stevens for Monroe. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. I've been that way as a teacher. You know, Jules, it's funny. When a young child walks into the room, you look at that young child with all this, this hope, all this vision of what that child is going to turn into. Well, I look at the town the same way, Jules. The way I'm going to turn the town around is for them to understand this is genuine. Jules, I'm a collaborator, an innovator, a problem solver. I'm a lifelong learner. There are going to be things I don't know. Mm. But Jules, I'm not afraid to find out. So part of this is when I'm asked the question right now as I walk around, you're going around Monroe, you're the candidate for first selectman. People are going to ask you a lot of things. Jules, I'm not afraid to say I don't know the answer. And I'm also not afraid to say the answer is no. You've got to be so open that when you respond to a resident with a yes, I can do that. Oh, gee, I'm not sure if I can do that. They know it's genuine. They know it's coming from the heart. So what's it going to take to, I don't want to say flip Monroe, but that's the phrase I use right now. I think... <clears throat> I think it's being authentic. I think it's being true to the town. I think when you look at this job, I know it's a 24-7 job. I know that. I'm not afraid of that. When people stop me, they say, why are you smiling? Why are you so excited? This is the campaign season. I'm looking at this. Every year I walked into my classroom, I walked in with excitement. A teacher's an actor or an actress. Mm -hmm. You're up on that stage. You got to win them over. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, through my campaign efforts, and no, I'm not acting when I answer their questions, but hopefully when I answer, they get that genuineness. I think that your town is proud of what you've done thus far. And when you get to the helm, they will see Jerry Stevens at 100% giving them everything. And we are very proud of you as well on this platform. But let's talk about something that really dawned my attention. You're up against Mr. Terry Rooney, a former police officer who was looking to fill that void left by Ken um, Kellogg. He, he was from the um, Republican Party. You know, recently there was a recent jab that he used against you. He said something like, he's just a shop teacher. Take your time and tell us. Well, you know, Jules, <laughs> once again, I'm going to fall back on all my years of education. You're going to think this is funny, Jules. I was kind of proud of that in the beginning. Yeah, man, I am a shop teacher. It used to be called industrial arts. Then it got changed up on the state and federal level to technology education. Just a shop teacher who taught over 20,000 Monroe students. Just a shop teacher who is received three state and one international award. But I guess as I look farther into he's just a shop teacher, I have to look at why it was said. I mean, he's just a shop teacher. So Jules, I don't know if, did, did you ever have shop as a kid, Jules? I did. Okay, so when you guys look at your traditional shop, you walk into, I'll use my example, you walk into a wood shop room, Jules, and of course there's all the tools, radio arms, saw tables, saw everything. Mm-hmm. Well, when you walked into my room at Jockey Hollow, it was so innovative. Yeah, Jules, it was a traditional woodshop room. 20-foot glass wall, and you could stand in the woodshop room, look through the glass wall, and there was my other room, Jules, and it was a tech-ed computer lab, aviation, 
graphics, robotics, audio. Just to be honest, that was my first podcast mm. <laughs> with my students and my audio. Now, I did go out there. They didn't broadcast. It was for an assignment. But when I look at everything I did, once again, I'm going to celebrate. He's just a shop teacher. But I need you to understand he's just a shop teacher is one heck of an educated teacher. A person who has strived. You know, Jules, let me hit this for a minute. I think what your audience needs to understand is this shop teacher went and joined or was elected to, however you want to put it, the State Connecticut Technology Education and Engineering Association, where I served on the executive committee for 30 years. The last 10 is its president, where I don't want to say was in charge of, but I had over 700 tech ed teachers across the state looking at me for guidance. What do we do with our programs, Jerry? I authored the state standards for tech ed in the state of Connecticut when I was sitting. I've been told they use them still. I hope not. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But so, you know what, Jules? You can, you can celebrate a lot of things. And yeah, you know, it, it, it could have gotten me so angry. But then you close your eyes and you think, but Jules, I have been to three student weddings. Now remember, Jules, they had me sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. They're getting married in their 20s. And they thought back to eighth grade to invite Jerry Stevens and his wife to their weddings. Mm. I have been to more celebrations than you. So that just a shop teacher, thank you for that comment. It's charged me. It's energized me. And it's made me understand that if you're going to try to pigeonhole a person, understand that sometimes you're celebrating that person. I hope that answered wasn't just rhetoric. I just want to follow through on that. This platform here was built over such a comment. He's just a social worker. And to move forward, anyone who's out there who's just something, you're more than just that. No one can ever pigeonhole. No one can ever label you and say that you're just more than that, that they believe that you are. If you can listen to Jerry's answer, he's been to weddings. He's been showcased for his talents. But he just does not just do that. He does it because he loves that. He does it because he enjoys that. And for anyone who's out there who believes that there's just something, believe that there's more to that. Never judge someone just by what you think that their title is. You know, after, after listening to you and your story, every single second that I get to talk to you more and more, I'm more in love with your campaign. I'm more in love with this deal that you are open door policy and that people can reach out to you, call you, text you and do such a thing. I am really proud of that, Jerry. And, and for me, when you, when you look at some of the issues that have happened, as you work diligently to make this office efficient and responsive, how do you think your community can help you? So, you know, I, I really think that you have to understand that the selectman, the select person, is reachable that they are a person who wakes up in Monroe like like you who has the struggles like you who has celebrated cried, has been excited about the accomplishments in Monroe you know Jules I, I'd like to do a little circle on this a minute my mom lived here till she was 86 and arthritis really afflicted her very badly and she just couldn't move anymore so it broke my heart to see a lady who's been in Monroe forever, just couldn't function anymore. So my siblings and I had to make this horrible choice to take care of mom, to keep mom safe. And to do that, obviously, it meant to liquidate a lot of things. 
It meant to struggle with the life that my mother loved, to put her in care that she needed to keep her safe. My mother-in-law, Jules, is 90. Mm. She lives she lives right to the right of me. And my brother-in-law has had to uproot his life a little bit to move in with mom to keep her safe. So when I look at everything out there, and I look at what this town has taught me, but what real life has taught me. You know, Jules, once again, I'm gonna track back a little bit. He is just, when I heard about you, Jules, I gotta be honest. I went on and played a lot of your stuff, and man, as a counselor, let me go into my masters now. Mm -hmm. You blew me away, Jules. Mm. Words, words as we know can hurt. Man, they can hurt bad. But you can also use them as motivation. Mm. You can celebrate that. You can say, okay, he is just. Well, when I looked at your platform, kind of gave me shivers a little bit. Because, you know, I thought back to my own roots in Monroe. I thought back what what my mom was struggling through and what my mother-in-law is struggling through right now. And I, as I drive by the old farmhouse that my grandparents grew up in, that was one of mom's houses I had to sell, Jules. Mm. But all of this has given me strength. And all of it's really taught me that there is so much to offer. So reaching out to the residents, understand something. You are not looking at a person that you unwrap and just kind of pops up and there that person is. You're looking at a person that has struggled. Mm. You're looking at a person who knows the goods of Monroe, but knows that there are some people out there that need some assistance. So how is a selectman can I open my arms mm. by being genuine? God. Look at me as a teacher. Look at me on the board of ed. All my passion revolves around Monroe. It's just not hearsay or words. It is me. So I think, Jules, I, I know, Jules, that as I get out there knocking on the doors, and by the way, if I knock on your door, Monroe, please answer that ring or that blinking. <laughs> and we talk you're gonna understand that it's just more than a guy knocking on your door trying to get a job. I'm not just trying to get a job, I'm trying to bring Monroe forward, Jules. I think that's part of my drive, Jules, mm. is moving Monroe ahead. Notice, Jules, I haven't criticized any of the selectmen in the past, haven't talked about my opponent, because this is about Monroe. Mm. This is about what we can do to move it forward. I'm I am very happy that you brought up that comment, by the way. My thing is here, and I'm glad you brought up your background as a uh, counselor, because I think that, again, that taps into our more than just abilities. People can never say what we can and cannot do. And I had a prior conversation with you about social workers who are running for mayor, who are doing other things in different places. So let's not get it twisted. Mental health therapists are for real. And we can do more than just one thing. But let's talk about this mental health component for your for your town. How does this fit into your um, campaign scheme? So, you know, just a little little history here, Jules. When I went for my master's at, at a Southern, I picked counseling for a very important reason. As you guys all know, I, I teach every, or I taught, excuse me, every child in Monroe. So if there were 770 students in Jockey Hollow, I taught 770 that year. So think about that a moment. Think about who's walking into your room, anywhere from 25 to 28 students every 42 minutes with a plethora, mm. a plethora of luggage. 
They might have had the greatest morning in the world. They might have had the worst that you cannot even imagine. And you're asking them to come in and forget about everything they went through, their celebrations or their falls, come into a tech ed class and make that project. Mm. Be it a cloth, a robot, a t-shirt, whatever. As I look at the mental health issue and my counseling, so I went to Southern because I wanted to help my students more. Chose it was an eye-opening experience for me. I mean, I had already taught probably five years, eight years before I started, and I think it was four or five years. And when I took my first class at Southern, I really got into it. I think I might have gotten more wrapped in, more wrapped up in the, the, than I should have. Mm. But I took these classes so seriously. And always as I was sitting there, and I remember Jules were doing this at night. You and I are tired, man. Mm. Teachers are going for their masters and their six year at night. You just taught all day. You just worked. And yeah, you're driving up to New Haven or wherever for that five o'clock class. And every time the professor was in front of me talking about whatever the subject of that class was out of the 10 I took, I personalized it to my students. I brought their faces up in my head. And for me, Jules, what I can do for the town with this, first of all, Jules, honestly, Monroe has a really, really good social system in place already for mental health. But once again, Jules, it's a communication issue. Mm. People in town don't know where to go for help. I need to amplify that. I need to make that so everyone knows that our people who care, here they are, here's how to reach them. Please. Don't be embarrassed and reach out. So I think that's how it changed my class, Jules. The kids now knew, hey, okay, this is Mr. Stevens. He's still the tech ed teacher. And I would never, ever, Jules, thought that Ham's school counselor shared that that wasn't my role. Mm -hmm. It wasn't where I wanted to go. But I did share with them that, hey, I'm much more than who you're looking at. And every teacher here is. So I hope that answers your question. No, this is telling us again that you're more than just and this ability, I believe, is where families and your students can rest assured that you will take charge with your heart and soul to make things better in your town. Thinking about your students, Jerry, you've taught thousands and thousands of them. I want you to like to close your eyes now and think about maybe one or two students, maybe a group of students that kind of changed your life. And during this campaign that you think about because their stories, just like yours, matched. Here's a person who they didn't think would add up into anything, but that student turned it around. Without naming names, can you think about one of those students that really changed you or is driving you now to just be a better Jerry? So I'm going to change it a little bit because you know teachers. So I'm, I'm you know, there, there's more than what well, I could tell you right now, Jules. I think the six former students that went on to be tech ed teachers in Connecticut was incredible for me. Mm. It was incredible that in eighth grade, they left my program, went to the high school, four years, right? And then their junior year said, you know what? Stevens affected me. He changed my view of life. And let's face it, the teaching profession you don't get rich off of, as we all know. So you do it for love. Mm -hmm. You do it to be driven. But to answer your question, Jules, I do have two. I have a young lady who made this awesome sunshine clock in my class in eighth grade. And she was so proud of it. 
Fast forward, Jules, she's getting married, and my wife and I were invited to the celebration, and she wraps it up to give me the project back. Mm. So I wrap it up at the wedding and give it back to her as she's in tears. I have another former student right now who's in Florida. Matter of fact, she's expecting her first child. She was incredible to me. I didn't realize until eighth grade how tough that middle school experience was for her because in my room, she was a ray of light, man. Mm. She'd come in like a firecracker. And it wasn't until she came to visit me in her high school year that she shared with me how tough an experience this all was. So then fast forward, yes, we're invited to her wedding and we walk in and mom and dad say, oh, you don't get it. If she, she, if she had one choice of who was coming, it was you. Jules, we still converse on Facebook every day. Hmm. So when I look at the impact that I had on these students, I'll share one funny story with you, Jules, that I just thought of ready. Eighth grade boy and girl in my class, and he's smitten, Jules. Mm. So he makes her a clock, okay? He brings it home on a Friday, and he wraps it up in a box, and he does all the wrapping, and it comes in on Monday, and he says, you know what? I'm going to ask you out, and here's a present. And he gives her the clock. Now, I'm laughing, Jules. This isn't funny, so I'm sorry that I laughed through it. But about eight years ago, I get contacted by the lawyer that they're separating. Mm -hmm. And the lawyer says, hey, uh, he wants ownership of the clock and Jules like I I hung up the phone because it affected I did call back but that affected me Jules mm. it affected me in a way that when I remembered them as kids it was just a totally totally different time and then even though they had struggles and still friends now even though they split they're still friends that that clock come on Jules a piece of pine with numbers on it that meant so much that kind of changed my life a little bit that made me realize that this this little piece of wood had more significant meaning to anybody than i realized mm. i just shared something real deep with you Jules. i haven't shared in a long time <laughs> appreciate that one of the things that 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 i just want to emphasize once again not bad for just a shop teacher not bad <laughs> not bad for just a shop teacher now that we're talking about our students and our younger audiences how important is science and technology for them and as we're in this evolve right mr technology himself what do you what do you think if you're elected and when you are elected how would this play for these students who are thinking about technology so just a little history, Jules. I served on Monroe's first STEM committee. I was then appointed to the state STEM committee, then appointed to the state slash unified arts committee. Mm. That to me was gigantic. So as you're sitting there right now and you're like, what's Jerry and Jules talking about, man? This is STEM. Mm -hmm. You know, how could science and technology, education and math affect being a selectman? Well, open your eyes a little bit. I mean, Jules and I earlier had talked about the ever changing world of technology exponentially blowing up in your face so as a selectman man i want to use the youth of this town to educate me mm. show me the platforms you're on i mean come on jules you're probably not even on facebook jules you're so young mm -hmm. i mean facebook's now an older plat platform right so there's instagram help me out jules mm -hmm. what else is there come on jules. linkedin linkedin and, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of platforms 
Jules, I need these young Monroeites or Monroeans, whatever they want to call themselves, mm -hmm. to step up and educate me a little bit. Mm. Educate me to what's happening out there. When you look at science and you look at math and you look at all of this, my gosh, Jules, does that affect the makeup of a town? Mm. This is... If you're going to be progressive, which we are, and forward-thinking, which we are, and innovative, which we are, then you need to embrace the aspects of what's out there. Instead of saying, social media is crazy, it blows my head apart, I can't handle it, I need people to help me manage it. I need high school kids that have to earn community service, Jules, mm. to come to my office, hey guys, run my platforms for me. Mm -hmm. Show me what's good out there. Mm -hmm. Show me how to reach you guys. And let's talk about that a minute, Jules. I should go up to Massick. I should be talking to not just social studies department, but the tech ed department, math, music, mm -hmm. embracing every single thing they're doing. Go down to Jockey Hollow and say, hey, have any of you thought what it takes to run your town? Mm because I can't do this alone, guys. So I'm here asking about, of course, Jules, you're gonna laugh because the answers you get from a middle schooler about what they think the town should do, mm -hmm. and the answers you get from a high school, I, I got it. A lot of those aren't gonna happen, but it opens your mind. Mm -hmm. It takes that, that, that eye in your mind, and it makes you look out at the horizon and say, wait a minute, this is much bigger than just Jerry Stevens in this office. Mm -hmm. It's Jerry Stevens. Once again, Jules, <laughs> pump myself, lifelong learner. You got to embrace these new technologies. You have to embrace these new acronyms and realize they're much more than that acronym. Like I was much more than he's just a shop teacher. Mm. And understand how important. You know, you you talk about team, and I know you have an incredible team behind you. Please take your time and tell us a little bit about how important it is. Because for some of us who are aspiring to get into politics, how important is it to have a team that you can trust? A team that you can count on man jules for me this is a rebirth it, it is really an awakening when my campaign manager threw out there jerry i'm going to nominate you and i said that's good because you're going to be my campaign manager mm. she didn't blame jules mm. she looked at me and said i've never done this before but we're, we're going on a journey together jerry mm -hmm. and we're going to figure out how we're going to do this mm -hmm. Well, when the two of us hooked up and we made up our mind, I was running. We obviously had to get the whole Democratic Party involved in it, or at least the executive part of the party involved in it. And it started spreading out. The word just started getting out there. Well, what happened is then you brought in a lot of community leader volunteers, men and women that had given their time to the town people that have helped install the brand new creative playground we have at Wolf Park, people who have helped organize all the celebrations that we have around the world. You have taken volunteer leaders mm -hmm. who have stepped up to say, hey, I'm for Jerry Stevens from, from Monroe. And Jerry, this is your vision, but now let us get you to that vision. Let us show you through our contacts. Now, once again, Jules, what I am so excited over is the different amount, the different kinds of people on that committee. You are dealing with people that still have children in the school system, that still have children in elementary, middle, and high school. And that is so important to me because I need to reach every single person. I think the other thing that makes this committee so powerful is the openness, Jules. Mm. 
We have no professional graphic web design, but my graphics lady, Jules, mm -hmm. she would design you a website that would blow your eyes apart. She's mm. incredible. My numbers guy is a professor at Fairfield U. Mm -hmm. He's an adjunct, but I don't care. I, that doesn't matter to me. He's my stats guy. The guy who, who is my treasurer, another fantastic guy who stepped up. And we were friends, Jules, but not like we are now, who said, hey, your vision's what I want for the town. I'm going to be your treasurer. I did not have to plead. I did not have to negotiate. These people called my campaign manager and said, we're on board. Mm. And Jules, that night, i got to be honest with you, because you and I have known each other now just a short time, but it's... Mm -hmm. Not knowing me my my whole life, I feel mm -hmm. that was that was moving. I hit the pillow that night and I looked at my wife and said, "Oh my gosh, Kathy!" And by the way, Jules, you know, Kath, I'm so sorry I waited this long in the podcast to shout you out. <laughs> Jules, I'm going to rewind this a little bit. So let me do, honey. You know I love you, and so I'm going to hit this quick. So Jules, let's talk about life changing experiences if you don't mind. Sure. 14 years old, Jules, I'm at Mastic High School, and I'll admit it, I was a Monroe farmer. You know that jean jacket, mm -hmm. I'm on a farm, mom, dad, grandpa, the whole world. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a game, a little league game, and I look across the field, and Jules, I see the biggest girl I've ever seen in my life. Now, Monroe ladies, I'm not picking on any of you who grew up in the 70s, mm -hmm. but Monroe girls kind of wore jeans, and they kind of dressed the whole country. I am looking at this young lady blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. So I get the guts to walk up to her and finally introduce myself. My wife, Kathy, went to parochial school her whole life. So she went to elementary school in Monroe, St. Stephen's, then changed to St. Jude's. And she graduated from St. Joe's. My wife, <laughs> man, she is my number one fan. What a cheerleader this woman is. She just inspires to no end. And what a journey with her, Jules. I mean, you know, I'm going to share a little bit with you that is going to really wrench you a little bit it is my senior year at Massey Jules and the guidance counselor comes into my English class and he says Jerry Stevens in my office now oh my god I'm always getting in trouble but not in guidance I'm school counseling now sorry back then it was guidance mm -hmm. so I found him into the guidance office he said sit there and I sat in that seat he was a very calm man so I'm like why is he yelling at me mm. and he looked me in the eye and he said Jerry Stevens what are you going to do with your life son I love your family your father works for CLMP as a maintenance man. Your mom, I love her dearly. She's a school bus driver. Jerry Stevens, what are you going to do with your life? I said, sir, I'm trying to get through school. He said, that's not good enough. Sir, I, I don't have the grades. Jerry, I pulled all your grades. You get A's in all of your industrial arts classes. You're going to go to Central Connecticut. You're going to be an industrial arts teacher. Jules. I looked at him and said, sir, you do understand my family and where I came from. No one in my family ever went to college. You let me worry about all this. So let's fast forward, Jules. Everybody gets their acceptance. When? Help help, help me out, Jules. In January, February. Mm -hmm. I don't know when people get there because I'm a middle school teacher. Mm -hmm. But they all get their pre-acceptance letters. Here it is me, Jules. <laughs> Jerry's still working on cars and making sawdust in the massive industrial arts rooms. I'm in English again, and my guidance counselor walks in, and he can't contain himself. And he says, I need to see Jerry right now. We're in the middle of a test. Mm. My Eng English teacher, she's a little spitfire, and she says, excuse me, mm. Jerry's going nowhere. And he said, excuse me, I need to see Jerry now. Mm. So he walks over to my desk, and he says, you're coming with me. Well, Jules, we didn't even get out in the hallway, and that man did a little jig and said, Jerry, 
You were on the waiting list all these months, son. Take your time, friend. You're in. You made it. Now, I want you to prove the world wrong, man. I want you to do me proud. Jules, I never looked back, not once. Now, I want to be honest with all the listeners out there, my freshman semester, Jules, I was called in to the president's office and said, you have a Cuma 1E. You get the Cuma up or you're out. Now, remember what I said, Jules, I was the only student in my family who went to college, so I had to work my way through. And I'm not picking on my mother and father. I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. But I was probably doing 30 hours a week because I'm in college. So to make a long story short, I lifted myself up. I said, you're going to do this. And here I am, Jules. Here I am. This town has made me who I am. And this town has given me the strength to say, I can lead you and bring you on. I can move you to where we have to be and where we want to go. Sorry, I got a little bit emotional there, but this has made me who I am. And he's just not a shot. Jerry, we're very proud and touched, not only by your story, but as we listen to you, Monroe is lucky to have you. The world is lucky to have you because we do understand that people such as yourself who wear the work on their back who really care little for themselves to do for others are the kind of people that we need to trust, not only in politics, but in life. So we're very proud and very honored to have had heard this story, which was so touching and beautiful. And as I'm looking back at this trajectory of everything that you've done so far for this town, this is the one of many things that are coming your way because we all hear and know and feel that your belief in your people is was going to take you to the next step. We are so proud and honored, not only to have you here on this show, but also to hear of the type of man that Monroe will elect. And as I'm thinking about these listeners and our teenagers who may ask you about politics, how can they get into politics? Because as you have shared, many of our kids are looking to emulate what we do. Can you tell us a little bit about what it takes? And I know you had a great team. What are what are steps for them to get into politics, if you will? Yeah, you know, Jules, I, I want to wrap this around to my family in a minute. And I'll, I'll get back to what you said. I, uh, I never thought that my son Jared or that my daughter Amanda would wind up in education. And they are. And what's even prouder is that Jared's wife is in education, Amanda's husband is, is in education. So I think, first of all, I don't wanna say I had anything to do with that or my wife, but when you look how things spread, when you look at your happiness and how proud you are and how that affects other people, you like to think that 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 infectionist, infectionist, mm -hmm. wrong again, mm -hmm. <laughs> spreads. So when I look at the kids, students, I'm sorry, the young ones in elementary, middle, and high school, and why would you ever want to aspire to be in office? It's a way to continue 
for lack of a better word, the good fight. Mm -hmm. It's a way for you to take your love, to take your passion and amplify it. It's a way for you to create change. Anyone can sit there online in their house driving and say, why don't we do this? It takes a different kind. I don't even want to say that. It takes a different kind of thinking, not a different kind of person, a different kind of thinking to say, why don't we do this? I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to run for the board of ed, the board of finance, town council, whatever there is in your town, whatever. Hey, you know, there's elected boards and then there's appointed commissions. You can be on park and rec. You, 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 there's all kinds of things that you can volunteer for. So why? Why would I as high school, sophomore, junior, senior want to do this? Because you can, you can make things happen. You can take your vision, your thought, and your passion, and you can move it forward, and you can outreach a lot of people just by sharing what's in your mind. It's such a shame when we trap things in this vault of ours mm. over fair. I don't want to say anything. My God, they're going to ostracize me. They're going to tell me I'm crazy. You know, words are very powerful. They're more powerful when they come from the heart. They're more powerful when you look at somebody speaking in their eyes. You can see where those words are generated. So I think for any students out there, hey, even if you're in college, you're in your 20s, you graduated from college and you're still in your 20s. And you want to get them up, first of all, God, Jerry, I work too hard, man. I leave my house at 7 in the morning. I'm not back to 6 at night. Why do I want to be on a board that meets at 7? Well, how about this? Why do you want to affect change? You know, who in your life affected you? Like that guidance counselor affected me. Like my wife, Kathy, affected me. Like my two children and my son-in-law, my daughter-in-law affected me. Because you got to get out there. You got to say what's in that heart. No matter how people look at you. Hey, you know what, Jules? I always say, Jerry Stevens Monroe, next first selectman. Jules, win or lose, this has been a hell of a ride, Jules. Mm. I have met some great people. Some people that have enlightened me to parts of the town. Hey, Jerry, you lived here your whole life? Yeah, I still didn't know about. I need the youth, the young adults to step up. And share what bothers them so we know what's out there. Such a long day that you have and thoughts and paper and interviews and things. What do you do for self-care, bud? How do uh, you take care of yourself? I love this, man. So, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, I retired 10 years ago, my wife nine. And, you know, Jules, I hear this from so many People, man, I can't retire. I can't be home. Jerry, I'm bored. Well, Jules, I'm going to say this to you honestly. My wife does not make the honeydew list. I do. <laughs> and that honeydew list is like 20 things long. At the end of the day, I've crossed off two. And then the next day, I get up and I add another 10. Life is so cool if you embrace it. Kathy and I just enjoy each other. Jules, that alarm rings. Hey, I used to get up at 5.23. Don't know what time you, you get up for your job, Jules, but I used to get up at 5.23 a.m. Now I'm up at quarter seven. Mm -hmm. hey, quarter seven. I hit that couch at seven o'clock at night going, oh my gosh. Mm. Dude, 
look what we just did. Or sometimes when I'm mad at myself, look at what I didn't do. Mm -hmm. But there's never a don't. But to an answer your question, Jules, I enjoy my wife and family so much. My granddaughter, Jules, you were the only one, and probably because you were busy. Mm. Look at the neck, Jules. I know that the audience can't see it, but the granddaughters, they got me beaded here, baby. Mm. My three granddaughters have made me these wooden beads I wear everywhere. Got a fourth for your daughter on the way mm. and around September 18th. Enjoy the granddaughters so much. My kids... Their husband and wife's fishing. I, I just love to fit in woodworking. Jules, come on. Mm. And Kathy and I made the little libraries at Wolf Park here in Monroe. We built those little libraries ourselves. Why? Jules, it wasn't for Ricky. Now I wasn't running for office back then when I built them. Built them because we're in Monroe. We went to the children's library to Edith Wheeler and we put up all the marrows. We hung them all, put them all up. So I think to answer your question, Jules, never a boring day, my friend. Yeah, mental health is, is, is there. My wife is a great therapist to me. Being a special ed teacher, thank God she knows how to handle me mm -hmm. and all the issues I go through. I'd like to say that's why she found me because I needed all that assistance, but mm -hmm. just the joke I share with her. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Jules, you know, we really do relax a lot, but hey, I'm just a, a type A guy. I'm gonna say this, um, the floor is yours. Say what you think you wanna say to your listeners, to this audience, who, by the way, this show is broadcasted on WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem, but your voice will also be heard around the world. What do you want them to know about Jerry Stevens? You know, as a little kid growing up in Monroe, um, it just wasn't easy. I mean, I, I grew up in a family of four, Monroe back then was so different, so different. I mean, you know, I, I haven't looked at it, but I, I knew now we're almost at 19,000 residents. Mom used to like to say back then we had like eight, 8,000. It's a totally different time. I mean, I, I know the kids complain now there's nothing to do in Monroe. Well, think back to your parents. So well, what's made Jerry, Jerry? I, I, I think and I know as I was growing up, it was the community. But guys, that was much more than just who's on my street. The community was everybody from the law enforcement officers who lived on our road, who were friends, to the teachers that, as you know, who, who lifted me up and pushed me through. My parents were such a great inspiration, but I, I think what I know, that what's made me who I am now is that drive. I just, I really do love Monroe. Other than my four years in New Britain, it's the only town, even when I lived in New Britain for college, my mail still went here. So it's the only town I've, I've ever known. I think being a teacher, a woodshop teacher, yeah, he is just a woodshop teacher. I was involved in so many community things, Jules, making signs for the senior center, making signs for the nature trails. I mean, there was just so many communities, making all the props for all the plays. There was so many things. And by the way, Jules, that's not a complaint. It just, it made me who I am today. You know, we, I remember my first year I was hired. They're like, hey, we do a float in the parade. And uh, we kind of forgot to ask you to build a float. Now, Jules, our, our parade's at the end of May. And I think the principal said this to me like May 15th. <laughs> I had like a week and a half to build this gigantic float. But Jules, it made me who I am. Because I didn't build it alone. We would meet back at Chalk Hill on a Saturday and Sunday. And those mom and dads would bring 
homemade muffins and stop off and get coffee and get donuts and get tea and stuff for the kids. I was swept up by such an emotional wave because he's just a shop teacher that I was able to get the parents to understand my love, my love for what I did, how much I respected their kids and how much I respected the town. When I was awarded internationally for my 07 Connecticut Technology Education Teacher of the Year Award, that flight out there was, was a tough one. Um, you know, I, there was just a, a tragedy in the family that I had to go out alone, and it, it, it was kind of tough. But I really reflected on that plane. My God, little Jerry Joe Stevens in Monroe who would run around the fields being a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. And now he's on this plane flying out to be recognized on an international stage. Now to some people, it'd be like, okay, everybody's what? No, no, this was self-reflection. This was not about the award, guys. It was about how I got to that award. Yeah, the award was incredible. But that plane ride was about, wow, that little kid in Monroe who struggled. I mean... You know, Jules, I'll share this and my students all notice. Uh, Jules, this is going to be a number on just because I forget through my age. My class at Massick in 1975, just gave my age, age away, was one of the largest classes in Monroe, and I think it was 323. Mm. Jules, you know what number I was when I graduated? I was 326. So I need you to take that in a minute. I also need you to understand that, and I explained this earlier, that my freshman semester, I was just about thrown out of, out of college. My senior year when I graduated, Jules, I graduated with, I think, a, a 392. So, yeah, the growth has been really incredible, and it's made me so strong. And I owe my family, my wife, my kids, Monroe, my friends, I owe you guys a thank you. It, it, it's, it's planted in me. It's charged me. I... I don't know because I can't remember because I'm rambling so much. Residents would stop me all the, all the time and say, please stop smiling through this. It's got to be stressful. I don't look at it that way, Jules. I'm learning. Mm. I'm just, I, I'm continuing to learn. So will I be a, a real good first selectman? I'd like to say I'd be a great first selectman. I'd also like to say you're getting somebody genuine. This is not about the campaign. It's about moving Monroe forward. It's about keeping Monroe great. The world of politics is not safe as well as you can hear, my friends. There's always people out here trying to label us, trying to put us in boxes and tell us how things are done. But if you think about Jerry Stevens, you think about community, you think about family, you think about the grit and the heart that he puts into his work. He's from Monroe, but there's a Jerry Stevens out there everywhere. Find your Jerry Stevens. Who is that person who will not turn his back? Who is that person who will always say, I will try my best? Because on this platform, we won't be overlooked. We won't be labeled or put in boxes. And remember, the He's Just a Social Worker movement was built just because of people who tried to put us in boxes and call us by our titles. But no longer, this plight and this fight is for anyone and everyone who feels a need to be understood. We are strong as individuals, but unstoppable when we unite. 
Tune in next time to the He's Just a Social Worker show coming to another town near you real soon, my friends. We out. Please note that the views expressed here are my own and not a representation of my employers and clients. Thank you for listening. We're always here for you. Just message us and we'll get back to you within 24 hours. Thank you more than just at He's Just a Social Worker.